Welcome to Jimmy Knows. Drop in for a few laughs and some insight on life and the law from Boston's favorite lawyer, Jimmy Glazer. This show is a presentation of Jim Glazer Law. For more information, visit JimmyKnows.com. And hello, everyone, and welcome back to Jimmy Knows. Thanks for joining us. I am here, of course, with attorney, attorney Jim Glazer and sports agent Alan Nero. Have you, have you met P. Rose? Have I do you know P. Rose? Have you met P. Oh, Rose? Yeah. Sure. So what do you think about that whole, uh, do you think he should be banned from the Hall of Fame? No, not at this stage. Yeah, I agree, too. I mean, it's I ridiculous. Agree. There's so many people yeah. that, that are in the Hall of Fame that shouldn't be based on that. He should, he's, I mean, he, he's, certainly should be. he was one of the, the greatest hitter ever. Sure. I mean, what, yeah. what's your feelings on that, Dave? Yeah, I've long thought that you really, short of like murder or something, I don't know. But it's been said, the, the Hall of Fame is filled with, scoundrels who were really good baseball players and right. saints who were really good baseball players right. but but it's to get into to think i think and this maybe goes back to to bring it around about how our society is so single-minded now and you're in or you're out you're you're red or you're blue and i think i mean pete rose has been banned for years now but this label of cheater well he's a cheater well he bet he bet on games he, he but but you know in the in the scope of things let's look at what really happened so the guy liked to gamble right we, th- there was no evidence that he actually fixed a game or not now no. now i mean yes that is verboten but the the penalty is a lifetime ban i mean what, right. uh, did did he did he wipe out a whole school well, full and, of and based on or and based on today's with the gambling being legalized and everything else i think there's plenty of room yeah to, to go back and reevaluate and let him be. Yeah, it, it, there's there's some hypocrisy there, right? I mean, oh, yeah. yeah. What, what do you guys all think of legalized sports betting? I mean, what's everyone's take on it? I'll give you my quick take, and I'd love to hear what Alan thinks. But, yeah, I, I, sometimes I tilt libertarian, and it's like, why not legalize it? I mean, the, the to maybe draw a clumsy parallel, but we, uh, for years, stigmatized cannabis. And whether you're a uh, marijuana person or not, it's been legalized, and the the sea hasn't opened, and the the, the 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 earth hasn't burst into flames. Regulate it. Let people do what they want to do, and and then you, of course I think you do want to make sure people who have trouble gam- gambling addictions get help. But but I don't know. I think long time coming. It was always happening. Yeah, it was yeah, always happening. No, so it, so it, I, I think the leagues are, sm- are kind of smart. It, to it, it amazes me going into Las Vegas and seeing all the teams that are relocating there. I mean, what yeah. do you, are the A's going to get it up in in Vegas? Do you oh, think? absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah, and the fact that it's been legalized is even one more bit of evidence why why he should be admitted. Sure. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It, it doesn't make any sense at this point. Yeah, and he he was one of my favorites to watch. I mean, he, he was as a little leaguer. He was a good role model. Charlie Hustle. He, he, yeah. he, he ran out everything. I mean, yeah. what about the All-Star game? Who did he run into at, at home plate? Who was the catcher? Fossey. Fossey. Virtually yeah. pretty much ruined his career. But, I mean, the guy's playing like it's the seventh. It's like the ninth inning of the World Series yeah. in an All-Star game. I mean, you just, he, just, he just knew one speed, and that's, that's, that's how he rolled. Well, and but our culture has changed. My father used to say, if you come home and you tell me the teacher hit you, I'll hit you twice. Yeah, and yeah. now Good now point. now parents will will ask that the teacher be fired. Yep. Yeah. Hundred um, percent. Yeah. So culturally, we've 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 gone way too far mm-hmm. when, it, when it comes to this stuff. When Alan, Alan told me something really interesting, this is we, we get together when he when he's in Rhode Island. He's a Rhode, Rhode Island guy, so he comes back here every summer. But we will have breakfast and stuff, and he's just super interesting. Like he tells me, he talks about like generations. Like when he was a kid, he lived in his block. 
They would Where did you grow up, Alan? Providence. Okay. In Providence, and he would be around, be in the block. Then he said, then he has his kids. When he becomes a little more successful, he's living in Chicago, and his kids would expand. They'd go to the coast. I mean, I think your son went to school on the West Coast, I think, in, in Washington. They're trying to get away from you, Al? No, no, because they all they, we, we talked about that this morning too. They're all back. I mean, he's very fortunate. Okay. Both his yep. kids live. Yeah. It's kind of like they live in Forest Park, which is like a Sharon, and both his his son and his daughter live there. They married kids from that they grew up with. So we were just talking about that yeah. too. But what what Alan said, it's interesting. And he's one hundred percent right on this. His grandchildren, they travel the world. Mm. And they see the world through the internet. I mean, he told me a story a couple summers ago about we were just talking about college, and he goes, he'd gone to a presentation. His daughter's the same year as our kids because Dave's son is and Andrew graduated together in 2020, right. which your granddaughter did. And Alan said he'd gone to a presentation. It was they started these businesses. It's kind of like a little Shark Tank type of presentation. And he said, I'm sitting there listening to these high school seniors telling us about their business, how they started, what they're doing, what's going on. And I'm like sitting there, I'm like, these kids, they don't even have to go to college. I mean, what's college going to teach him? I mean, the stuff that they know how to do right now, he goes, just a different world. It just, he goes from, I went from being in my block in a sense to my kids going to multi-coast of the United States to my grandchildren seeing this global perspective. I mean, the world is just becoming smaller and smaller. And that's just a really, because I think you were, you were, your your parents came over from Italy. Yeah, first generation Italian. My parents both born in Italy. So with all these changes, is it for the better or for the worse? Well, you know, that's a good question because you could argue either side of that. For me, it's kind of sad because there's, there's an old saying, don't forget who you are and where you came from. Right. Well, our kids have come in from different places. Yeah. You know, and, and I started working when I was eight years old. Mm. My, my, my mom convinced me that they needed the money. And she said, whatever you can do will help. They shovel snow, rake leaves, deliver newspapers. And, and so I was stocking shelves at the local bus stop market. And, and those bus stop markets don't even exist now. Yeah. Now everything's a supermarket. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, so when I turned 16, my, my mom came into my bedroom the night before my birthday, and she said, Alan, she said, I saved every penny you made. You got $3,434. Wow. She said, you, I knew you'd want a car, mm. and I know we couldn't afford it, so you can buy any car you want. Mm. So I was a Boy Scout, and I used to go to summer camp for about two weeks out of the year, and I was, used to love being on the lake. Mm. So I ended up, instead of buying a car, I bought a house. I bought, a, wow. bought my first house at age 16. That's amazing. Paid, <laughs> that's, 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 yeah. that's, I didn't know that. That's paid, paid cash, $3,000. Wow. $3, so so was, it on, was it on a lake? Yeah, on Johnson's Pond in Coventry. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. yeah. So we've changed. My granddaughter just finished the semester in, 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 in Madrid. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, yeah, I've, Which is great. I was lucky but, if I went three blocks away from the house. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't get on a plane until I was 23. Mm. I remember you telling me a story, too. I remember one of your buddies, when you were a kid, moved away. And Alan, and Alan goes, he goes, I just remember, I go, I, I gave him a dime. I go, just call me if you need me. Right. Just because he was, <laughs> but that's the way Alan is. Yeah. Probably he'll always be like, just when, when, I, when, when we go out and we say goodbye, say our goodbyes after this, because until I see him again, I'll be like, just call me if you need me. I'm, I'm, I'm here for you. And he goes, it just, it's a trait that's always been there with me. Yeah. You know, and, and I mean, it's yeah. just, I try, and again, Alan's been kind of a mentor. I mean, that's the type of stuff I always say to people, too. Just call me anytime. I'm here. Mm-hmm. And that's, and that's part of the whole, it's part of the whole Jimmy Knows brand. I mean, mm-hmm. these are, sure. these, learning from people like Alan, my mother, my father, they, this generation knew how to take care of people. It was very personal. Mm-hmm. And we've gone away from that. Now, I'm kind of hoping it comes back a little bit. Yeah. We're, we're trying to get this, we talked about it before. Dave, I'm trying to get this whole Jimmy brand where sure. just, I, want, I want to be the approachable guy. I want you just, hey, 
just call a text Jimmy. You need an attorney? Just call us because we want to be there. I don't want yeah. I, I, we, we want to help you with anything yeah. you need. And the, and it's gone away from that. And first, I mean, automated intelligence, yeah. it's kind of scary. I mean, you're going to be talking to a robot. Yeah. Do we really need relationships, more relationships with robots? Or do we need with people? <laughs> I mean, you, you, what both of you describing has made me sort of wistful. Jimmy and I both grew up in Sharon. I used to come home from school, get on my bike, do my afternoon paper route for the Patriot Ledger, and make maybe a dollar and seventy-five cents or something, whatever it was. Maybe ten bucks a week if I was lucky. And but I felt, but, then, but, but if, I had a paper route too. But I felt yeah. like an, it just felt like an amazing amount of money. And I, yeah. when I talked about Sean Flaherty, one of my partners, Sean actually got the uh, got got us got like some scholarship money by being a paperboy because I think he did it for every morning for like six years or something. I, I forget. So, he told me a story and. And John Morgan, I don't, he, he talks about like a lot of successful people were paperboys. I know Alan was a paperboy, you were a paperboy, I was a paperboy, but he said it's hard work getting up at like 5 in the morning yeah. continually. And I, and so, and I feel like kids don't have those little side hustles like they used to. They, a lot of kids, it's just not expected they, they, that they work. And they, they're selling, Their side hustle is they buy sneakers and they resell them. <laughs> I mean, they get, they, they get, they get us to Good get point. their parents to put up the money, and they, that, that's their side hustle. What we did as a side hustle is we got up and worked. I mean, yeah. I, we just did what we had to do. And even we were talking about it today, my son's graduating college, and I mean, he's kind of getting an idea of what he wants to do, but it's just a question of we just did what we had to do. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and Alan talks about it, a lot of parents are like, I want my kid to love what they do and this and that. And Alan's been an advocate for years, and he's talked to Andrew about it, and, I, and Andrew knows. He wants to figure out what he's going to do, and he's going to. But Alan's like, you just got to do something. You got to just go and do it. You can't just wait until you find something that you're going to love because not everyone loves what they do. I mean, but it's just you have to get out there and just kind of start hustling. And I think we've lost a little bit about that. It, a lot, I this, agree. This generation, I saw something about Dana White. He says, and, and Dana's an amazing guy, and he actually – he gives a lot of credit to WW he, he, to the to the MMA. Donald Trump, he said, has been a huge advocate for him, and he said, "You can say what you want about Donald Trump, but it's like the guys like Allen and the guys like Dana White will say that he's a stand-up guy. All, when when he couldn't get, when Dana White couldn't get into venues and things of that nature, Don, Donald Trump said, come mm-hmm. over here and we'll do.' I think he did something in Atlantic City, but I just sorry I digressed there. But um, but Dana White said, and in in he said today, if you're a young kid and you have some hustle, you and you're a savage." You're just going to run over these other kids, mm. and it's because it's just a lot of these kids just kind of sit back. I mean, we we've always we've always been all hustling, and mm. it's just the hustle's there, but, but but it's a minority. It's not like my generation where I just I just remember I I got out of college and it was just I went to work in, in the family mortgage business. I was out bringing rate sheets to real estate brokers, hustling like a week after graduation. <laughs> I mean, it's just uh, on full commission. I was just on commission, and my sister jokes. I've never really worked for anybody outside of. It was a family mortgage company, and now we're fortunate enough to have the Jimmy Knows brand and Jim Glazer Law, and we just keep working hard every day. But it's kind of like what, what Alan's always instilled in me since the day I met him. Jimmy always talks about how this the community and greater Boston is important to you. And having grown up in the shadow of, I almost said Foxborough Stadium. Well, it was Foxborough Stadium. Yeah. It was Gillette's. It was Schaefer Stadium. <laughs> It was Sullivan Stadium. But you had a first a front row seat, Alan, to the, the, probably both waves of the, the, the Patriots' success. 
our kids are spoiled, Jimmy. You <laughs> have a, rooting completely. for the rooting for the Patriots. How about the, and, how about the, and the Red Sox? I mean, and, and, the and, and Sox you know, as well. And, and even the Celtics put yeah. on a World Championship yeah. along the way too. But what do you remember about those days of the aluminum benches, Alan? Because just mentioning all the play, players that you represented brought back memories. I remember fondly watching Blackman and Fred Marion, and then also folks like Raymond Claiborne and John Hanna, and I love Steve Grogan. And do you do you remember? That first excitement when the team started to get legitimate. I mean, we had the one Super Bowl appearance, and we felt like we didn't even belong there. But, man, it was fun. Well, ironically, we moved to, for, for business. I moved my family to Chicago. And it was the year that the Patriots met, that was met the Bears. The Bears, yeah. Also, it was 86. Yeah. Yeah. And my, my, my son and I, my son was like eight years old. We were sitting on the 50-yard line watching the first the first play and the Patriots came running down and they made a they made a field goal and it yeah. was three to nothing and yeah. we were cheering and then and after that we cried the rest we of the way. We should have quit there. Yeah. <laughs> hey, hey, so I got to tell you a funny story. So yeah. in 1986, you know where I was? I was in Chicago. My so and it's funny. I my I actually was in Miami about a week and a half ago and the, 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 my buddy Carlos he went to Niles West. He when when the Patriots played the Bears in '86, I actually went with them to Chicago. Mm. When when they when they won that Super Bowl and actually same thing, I was sitting there and I was surrounded by all his buddies, so mm. I just kind of I didn't say a peep who were in his house <laughs> when the Patriots scored first. Yeah. But then it was just all downhill from there. But <laughs> I'll tell you what, I was down. These guys went downtown at like and it was like seriously, it was like and I was talking to Carlos about it. I hadn't seen Carlos in like probably thirty five years, and it was just like we were together. It was just yep. like yesterday again. It, it's amazing how that can happen with like your college buddies. Yeah, but uh, it just—we were downtown in Chicago. And it, was, it had to be like minus ten or mm. minus five. I was freezing. I think it took me like two or three days to like thaw back to out. Warm yeah. Up. Yeah. yeah, when we yeah. headed back to St. Louis, but it just—I—I'll I, never forget that. That was like the because that was the '86 game, and then in '96 when they played Green Bay, it took ten years. It yep. took ten years. I was actually in New Orleans, but I, I think I was in a hotel room with like ten guys. I mean, mm. eight to ten guys. I mean, it just—it's crazy. And then in '07. I was in Arizona oh. for that game, you know. The Malcolm it, Butler game? Yeah, yep. No, no, no. That wasn't the Malcolm Butler game. That was when, they, when, when the Giants won oh. with Tyree's crazy catch. But they were both in Arizona, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I yeah Butler was back, I think, like, that was more like a few years later. Yeah. Jimmy, if you would just remind people where they learn more about you and your practice. You can call us 1 800 868 1000. We're 24 7, 365. Go to com, and I'm going to give you guys a little sneak peek into what's coming. Jimmy just got noticed that we got text Jimmy. So you're going to be able to text help to Jimmy anytime. That should be rolled out probably by the third quarter of this year, and that's going to work. Anytime you need us, you're just going to drop a text, and you're going to have instant legal advice. Excellent. Wow. That, that, talk about an innovation. I yep. love it. This is breaking news to me. Yep. We'll put that in the show hot, notes. That's hot off the press, Dave. We'll, <laughs> just want to give, uh, give the listeners what's coming. We'll put that in the show notes of this episode. Remember, we're here every week on Jimmy Knows. Have a great day, everybody. Thanks for listening.